If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hi, everyone. Ronnie here. You're listening to Clean With Me, the podcast where I talk you through cleaning your house. Thanks for joining me in today's episode. We are going to spend a little time in each area of your home, focusing on the bigger jobs first. So the first thing you might want to do is light a candle or put some fresh wax in your warmer to kind of set the mood and maybe start a load of laundry. So while you're doing whatever you feel like you need to do to gear up for your cleaning session, I'll talk about what's been going on with me lately, um, household-wise. I'm not going to just ramble about my life, but um, my dryer is going slower and slower. I feel like we have to run it like three times So I'm definitely planning on purchasing a new dryer because that's just not going to cut it with two more family members living here and the puppy laundry. Yeah, it's, it's bad right now. It's, it's really hard to keep up. And normally I don't have trouble keeping up on the washing and drying. I might have, you know, Mount Foldmore sitting somewhere, but, and I, I had made a new year's resolution to keep up on my laundry and then I was kind of throwing a curveball when every time I go to do a laundry switch the clothes in the dryer are still damp so I have to restart it so that's been kind of a nightmare um let's see what else has been going on I haven't been cooking as much as I would like however two days ago I made uh, a roast in the crock pot and uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, and some canned corn. And uh, I think my husband was pretty happy with that since I've been picking up takeout lately just because I've been babysitting a lot. So, um, you know, in addition to working. So I've been super busy, but let's face it, we all are. I mean, and once we, we always kind of, I mean, me anyway, I always kind of look forward to the next stage, like things are going to get easier in X amount of weeks. And then I'm throwing some other kind of curveball once I get to that point. You know, I, I cut things out of my life to make it easier, and then they're replaced with new responsibilities. So I definitely have a lot going on, but I realize that everyone does. We still owe it to ourselves to take the time to get our households under control and create kind of a peaceful atmosphere around us by cutting back on the clutter and keeping our house functioning by doing dishes, laundry, 
straightening up, a little decluttering here and there. We we have time to set aside an hour for that, but a lot of times we just don't. And then we kind of pay for it the next day. So I'm going to talk about consistently setting aside time and having the mindset that you're doing it to make your own life easier and to help with your peace of mind. Because when your your environment is clutter-free and peaceful and you don't feel like you have housework hanging over you, you're going to feel more relaxed and you'll be more productive in other areas. One more thing you may want to do while gearing up for your cleaning session is straightening your front room or your front entrance or taking care of some other glaring problem that's bothering you because you want to feel relaxed and at peace when you're tackling the kitchen. So I'll give you like one more minute to do whatever you feel needs to be done before we head to the kitchen. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. While you're doing that, I'll explain how I make a roast in the crock pot. I feel like it's it's a simple, easy, no-brainer thing for me, but I, I think that's because I grew up with my mom making this. Of course, everyone does theirs differently. I don't do mine the same as my mom's, but here are my tips for it. Um with a roast, you can't see you can't over season it. It's almost impossible to over season it. So the key is to use plenty of salty seasonings. Unless you're on a, a, a restricted salt diet, I get that. But in general, 
you're going to want to use some broth and you want it to be really concentrated, whether you're sprinkling um, bouillon powder in there or using better than bouillon or maybe some of those Lipton soup mixes. It doesn't matter exactly what you put in. It's not a recipe. It's a method, but you're going to want to heavily season it and it probably calls for more seasoning than you think. So plenty of seasoning and then you're going to put some water in there, maybe a cup of water. And the other secret is not to peek at it or open it, put it on high and start it in the morning. Sometimes my husband tries to start the slow cooker at like noon and then he's upset if it's not done in time. Um, I would say on a roast to have it ready by dinner time. Ideally, you want to start it at like 9.30 a.m. The other day I started one at 10.30 and serve dinner at 6.30. And the roast may have been done before that, but I had to wait till I got off work to start the potatoes and whatnot. So don't peek at it. Put it on high. Start early. Heavily season it. And, you know, use at least a cup of water. So on that note, let's head to the kitchen. Oh, one other thing about my roast, I prefer to use a rump roast. If you don't like a real fatty roast, stop getting chuck roast and get a rump roast. All right, let's head to the kitchen. Um, The first thing I do when I go to clean the kitchen is gather up any dishes from around the house. Maybe you don't need to do that. Good for you, but... Typically, we have glasses on our nightstands and sometimes even a plate or bowl. And if you have kids, you definitely need to walk into their room, especially kids who are old enough that they're allowed to take something into into their room. My 16-year-old is allowed to eat in his room if he wants. Um, and no, he's not one of these kids who just never comes out of the bedroom. He may have gone through kind of a phase like that, but... Um, He's very interactive with the family, but if he's playing a video game, I don't mind if he fixes a plate and heads to the bedroom. If I, if we're having a family dinner where we're all going to sit at the table together, I'll announce that, but he's allowed to take things in there and he usually clears his own stuff when he cleans his room, but at any given time, there might be something in there. You definitely need to walk into your kids' rooms and check on things. For example, my daughter has a fish tank and the water level was getting real low. Stuff like that. Um, Definitely, if you're a mom of older kids, you've got to kind of do some inspections from time to time. You know, when they're at school or when they're preoccupied, you know, check out their rooms and see what's going on. And there are other reasons for that as well. But... I won't belabor that point. So gather up any dishes from around the house. And by dishes, I mean anything that belongs in the kitchen. And then you're going to start putting those items over by your sink area. Whether you have a dishwasher um, or not, you're, you're going to be, I would assume your dishwasher is near the sink. So you, And you're probably going to pre-rinse. So start 
taking things over there. Maybe you have things on the dining room table, on the different areas of the countertop. Bring everything over to the sink area. And then you're also going to look around and see what else needs to be put away. Did somebody leave a box of cereal out on the kitchen island? Are there seasonings sitting out from whoever cooked last night? Let's get those items put away. Anything that doesn't belong in the kitchen, let's deal with that and get the dishes over to the sink area. Now the ideal, of course, is, especially if you have a dishwasher, is to empty your dishwasher first thing in the morning and then as you eat, Rinse your plate, put it in the dishwasher throughout the day, and then run the dishwasher at night before you go to bed and give your countertops a swipe. I'm not claiming I do that all the time. It is the ideal. If you don't have a dishwasher, you can still do something similar where you wash dishes as you go, and then you could empty your drying rack in the morning to kind of make that easier. But let's face it, we... You know, life happens and it's hard sometimes. Sometimes you can't control what other people do. And maybe you're the one who's doing the wrong things per se. That's okay. Now's the time to get your kitchen under control. And of course, if you're ever ahead of the game and I'm going on and on about dishes, use this time to go deeper and just really deep clean your kitchen. I mean, maybe you could be scrubbing countertops, floors. There's all kinds of stuff you can be doing. You can be organizing drawers. But for a lot of us, we're trying to keep our house functioning, and we start with dishes every time we walk into the kitchen. So whatever situation you're in, whether you're facing a major disaster, or you just have a few dishes to do, or you haven't been cooking and you you know or you've been cleaning as you go and you're ready to just deep clean your kitchen do whatever needs to be done kind of my idea with this show is to keep you focused in one area for a length of time so let's say that today you spend your entire time in the kitchen just getting the dishes done and giving your countertops and stovetops a swipe tomorrow there won't be as many dishes. You've got to see past what's going on right now and realize that if you listen to this show each day, or even if you listen to another podcast on some of the days while you're cleaning, but if you consistently stick with this routine, you will make progress and you will start keeping your kitchen cleaner you will have time to deep clean. It may not seem like it now, but you will. Consistency is key, as with anything in life. Now, there are a few different mindsets you can go into this with. You have a choice in how you approach cleaning your kitchen, believe it or not. You can be angry with yourself. You know, maybe you're upset with yourself because you didn't do your dishes the night before or you didn't clean as you went while you were cooking or another another situation may be that it's not you it's another person in your household 
who is letting food dry on their dishes, um, you know, not even having the courtesy to take them in and rinse them and put them in the sink, if that's, you know, the rule, quote unquote, rule in your house. Maybe people aren't following the rule. Maybe people aren't clean up, cleaning up after themselves. Maybe you're not cleaning up after yourself. You have a choice. You can be mad at yourself and others, or you can go into it with the mindset that you deserve a clean kitchen and you deserve to put in about 15 minutes to get your dishes done right now and just move on from there. And that's the mindset I recommend. Now, can you maybe change your systems going forward? Yes. I mean, by all means, try not to do do this to yourself every day. I'm not going to say try not to do this to yourself again, because we're always going to be facing disasters from time to time. Sometimes, you, you know, you don't have time to clean up and, you know, an emergency happens or whatever. But sure, stop doing this to yourself on a daily basis. But at the same time, don't be hard on yourself because other people are facing the same situation. I mean, don't assume that because everyone on Facebook always has this clean background that they have it together more than you do. Okay. We if I'm going to take a picture in the kitchen, I'm either going to do it when my kitchen's clean or I'm going to move some stuff out of the way real quick before I take the picture. And I think a lot of people are that way. So don't have unrealistic expectations based on these little glimpses you have of someone's carefully curated Facebook album. And I apologize if you hear some screams from the other end of my house. The kids are playing with the baby and kind of making loud sounds to make him laugh. So it it's a happy thing. Trust me, it's, it's nothing negative. We are going to spend about 14 minutes in the kitchen. And if all you do is get your dishes done in that time, great. If you get almost all of your dishes done in that time and have to leave a pot to soak, that's okay too. I'm just here to help you do your personal best for this day and this situation. If you're ahead of the game, of course, you might already be wiping down surfaces. Of course, you wipe from the top down. If this is a day that you want to clean the hood over your stove, you definitely want to do that before you wipe down the stove and countertops. And of course, sweeping and mopping the floor comes last in the kitchen. When when we wipe surfaces, we try not to brush crumbs on the floor, but it's sometimes it's inevitable. So you always want to clean from the top down. But most of us are still working on dishes right now. I think some people wrongly assume that I'm always cleaning when I record. This is not one of those sessions. Um, I did do one a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure exactly when it was, but I, you know, at least a week ago. And but it was um, I only shared it to my financial supporters, and I'm not being stingy by doing that. It's just that. The general public 
doesn't like hearing water running, me banging around, huffing and puffing while I'm actually cleaning. And it it's just not good for the ratings, I guess you could say. However, I know a lot of you love cleaning along with me in real time. Now, it's not live per se, but meaning I'm I'm cleaning while I'm recording. And I did a, a blog post a while back where I said that I'm not going to do those anymore. But the compromise was I decided to make those available just to financial supporters. Because if you're supporting the show financially, you already like me and you're not going to just hate on the fact that I got out of breath during the episode or, you know, you heard water running or something like that. And also just because you're supporting either me or Jessica or both doesn't mean you have to listen to the real-time episodes. Um, they're just there for those who like them because there is a segment of my audience who likes to hear me cleaning in real time and, you know, clean along. So that's there for you if you want to support the show. So I won't talk about that too long, but I'm not actually cleaning, even though I kind of talk as if I was, because basically I'm in, I'm imagining it in my mind and thinking about what I do during my cleaning sessions. When I talk to you, I'm talking about what I've done recently, what I plan to do, stuff like that. I've said this before, but one thing that helps motivate me with doing dishes is to purchase new supplies from time to time. Um, new dish rags, um, new tools. I like to get that scotch Bright sponge thing where you put soap in the handle. I also use just one of those brushes, a brush with a handle. That's great for pre-rinsing, especially if you don't like to touch much. Um, a couple of my teenage daughters really don't like to, I guess, stick their hand down in the dirty dishwasher to pull the plug. And if something like that resonates with you, where you get kind of grossed out doing dishes, then you definitely want to use something with a handle so that you, you know, you're holding maybe the the handle of a pot and then scrubbing it out with a brush on a handle. You don't have to touch much that way. But yeah, some of you that might resonate. My sister sent me some kind of a TikTok about not wanting to reach in and drain the dishwater. And I was like, that kind of triggered me because I hate it when my daughters complain about that very thing. It doesn't bother me, but I understand it may bother you. And obviously there's a way to prevent that. When you're done doing the dishes, drain the sink and wash it out. Don't just leave that dishwater till the next day because then you're going to be facing that situation where you've got to stick your hand in the water. But I've I've stuck my hand in worse places, okay? And I don't mean anything weird by that, but I just, I don't think it's the grossest thing out there and I just wash my hand afterward. No judgment here if you're squeamish about it, though. Apparently, that's a thing. And maybe it's important to have it not only just the supplies you like, but also to come up with a system that works for you. 
not all of us are going to do dishes the same way. Okay. Um, with the dishwasher, I have a very specific system that's probably different than what other people do. Um, of course, I empty the dishwasher first, but when I go to load my dishwasher, I have a little seasoning bowl that I wedge in the top rack and I put a couple ounces of vinegar in there. I'm not saying that you should automatically do that, but if you have extremely hard water, um, I know some parts of Europe face this situation. I think that's where I got the idea, um, was from somebody in Ireland or something. I'm not sure. I mean, don't get me, don't get me lying to you. I don't know a lot about Ireland, you know, genetically they say I'm Irish, but don't know a lot about it. But, um, I live in an area called the Permian Basin, which is where, um, there's a lot of oil and natural gas wells. There are a lot of minerals here and, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't know if it's magnesium, whatever. <laughs> okay. But the, um, the water's really hard here. You know, we get these like salt deposits or something. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a scientist, but the water's really hard here and the vinegar thing works for me. And you may think it's in my head. It's not. Um, I've talked about this on previous episodes, but, um, my old house, I thought the dishwasher didn't work and it, I was renting at the time. So I had him come out and like, check it, fix it. But then we got to a brand new house with a brand new dishwasher and the dishes weren't getting clean. And somehow I learned about this thing of adding vinegar, basically, the way to troubleshoot your dishwasher is if the water flow is good, like there's plenty of pressure and water's being sprayed onto your dishes at a high pressure and then it's draining, like you're not clogged, your water pressure's not low, you're not, you know, it's not having a problem draining and it's, you know, a modern dishwasher, then the issue might be chemical and it doesn't really make there's the screaming again in the other room. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that food would somehow get stuck on the dishes without the vinegar, but it's a thing. And another thing that the vinegar does, forget the whole dishwasher thing. I doubt you need to put dish uh, vinegar in your dishwasher. I didn't do it before I moved to this town. But putting a little bit of vinegar in your dishwater when you're hand washing can make your glasses look better too. Vinegar is just really good for cleaning glasses and removing like hard water stains and whatnot. So if your water, because sometimes people are like, well, my water is hard. It's not as hard as mine. Okay. It's not, but it might be hard enough that you might want to put a little bit of, um, vinegar in your dishwater for your hand washing. So anyway, be washing dishes while I'm talking about various dishwashing methods. Um, another thing that I do, and of course, if you're done with your dishes, start wiping surfaces in your kitchen. But another thing that I do is I pre-rinse, but I don't do it as thoroughly as some. I'm not one who fully washes my dishes before they go into the dishwasher. I listened to my daughter's episode and she's pretty thorough with her free uh her pre-rinse. Um with me 
my dishwasher works really well, but I definitely need to make sure that there aren't any chunks or whatever on the dishes. Or if something has stuff dried on, you know, I might soak it and get it clean before it goes in. But for the most part, if they're fresh dishes, like from, you know, the previous meal, I just kind of clean them with a brush and, um, you know, under running water, put them in the dishwasher. Um, another thing I'm big on is setting a timer for like two and three quarter hours to come back and do another dishwasher load. My other option is to hand wash the pots and pans. Now I do put pots and pans in my dishwasher if I have room. However, I prioritize what I call the small stuff because it's going to be more tedious washing every glass, the silverware, the plates, the bowls than it is to wash uh, a large skillet and a saucepan and a couple of large spatulas or whatever. I usually do put the spatulas in the top rack. So typically I will, after loading my dishwasher, I'll be left with a cutting board, a large skillet, maybe a pasta pot and a saucepan. And then I will wash those items by hand or if I have other things to attend to, I'll set a timer to remind myself to come back and empty the dishwasher and put the pots in the pans in the next load. And of course, you have to do more of a heavy pre-rinse with those. Sometimes you have to, you know, scrape that grease off into the trash or whatever. Um, we're only going to be in the kitchen for about three more minutes so if you've gotten your dishes done it, and or even if you haven't, it may be time to give your countertops and stovetop a swipe. And you know, if you didn't if you didn't have time to do things like wiping down cabinets and whatnot, you can always do that tomorrow. But what I definitely recommend is that you Clean the area around your faucet and behind your sink that you wipe down your stovetop and your countertops. Okay? And depending on the size of your household, your cleaning style, your lifestyle, you may need to sweep fairly often. I hate sweeping my kitchen floor, so I like to use a push broom first and then a traditional broom. That's kind of my system for sweeping. If I'm feeling really lazy, I may just go over it with the vacuum that day. And I know that that's not as thorough unless you have the perfect vacuum for it, but it's better than nothing. Um, I was cleaning along with one of Jessica's episodes and I kind of felt like she gave me permission to just do kind of a half-hearted sweep because she was talking about just spot sweeping after you kind of brush something off the countertop. And that wasn't the exact situation I was in, but I kind of thought, you know, I can go around with a push broom real quick and then, you know, use my traditional broom to kind of dustpan the pile. And that's going to be fine for right now. I can have my son do a thorough sweep and mop later on today but for now you know in that moment I was home alone and I wanted to kind of touch on every area of my home and not just hyper focus on the kitchen at that time 
So something to think about there. Remember, you're putting in this time, not just for those around you, but for yourself. And what I mean by that, let's say you have a spouse who, you know, kind of wishes you would do more around the house and maybe vocalizes that. No, it's not the greatest situation to be in, but it does happen. Let's be real. Some of us have faced that at some point in our lives. And, you know, right or wrong, you know, maybe they don't appreciate you or they don't realize how busy you are, but right or wrong, you do want to fix the situation. You do want to make them happy. In any relationship, both people should try to make the other person happy um, or it's not going to work. Okay. And I feel like I can say that. I have, it's been 30 years now since I started dating my husband and we've been married for over 28 years. So I feel like I'm qualified to say that. And don't get me wrong, when both people work, it's not fair that one person does all the housework and whatnot, but sometimes life isn't fair. And don't get me wrong, my husband definitely pitches in, my kids pitch in. Um, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In some ways, I'm busier than my husband. <laughs> he works super long hours outside doing manual labor. So I try not to have him doing a lot of the housework. But in all honesty, lately he cooks dinner more than I do and probably does dishes just as often as I do because whenever I'm not working, I'm babysitting an infant. So, you know, we all have different seasons of life, but sometimes, you know, there's a situation where, you know, one person is home a lot more. When I was teaching school last year, my husband was at home recovering. He took like a year to recover from his heart surgery. And um, so he was the one that would, you know, vacuum the house, clean the kitchen, and have dinner on the table. So I understand that 
There are all different dynamics going on. But I've also been the stay-at-home mom where, you know, the husband comes home and unexpectedly early and the house is in poor condition. And then I'm grouchy because I know he's irritated about it. And then, you know, we end up fighting. And part of it is because I'm unhappy too with the situation. So, yeah, I won't go on and on about that. It's not always a popular subject. But let's face it. Um, it's, it's an issue that some of us face. All that to say this, you have to go into it, not with, I've got to get this clean before so-and-so gets home or, you know, so-and-so is going to compliment me if the house is clean. Don't go into it with that attitude. It's got to be something that you do for yourself. It's kind of like when they when they talk about how people, you know, who are struggling with addiction, they they have to want to change. Like that's kind of how it is in a way with housework. You have to want to keep your house clean, not just doing it because you're under the gun and somebody's going to be home soon. I mean, yeah, sometimes that's what it takes to motivate you, but the true peace of mind is going to come when you're doing it for yourself, meaning maybe nobody's going to notice. Be at peace with the fact, admit the fact that maybe nobody's going to notice if the house is clean on any given day. You don't need necessarily a pat on the back or for somebody to notice because cleaning is its own reward. And it, it took me a long time to think about it that way. But I do now. And again, they're screaming in the other room, but they're happy screams. Hopefully by now you have made some progress in your kitchen. Um, Let's move on to some living areas. Now, if you have a huge house, you may have a living room, a family room, and then a bonus room upstairs. You may have different names for those rooms. But for a lot of us, there's just one living area. If you have more than one living area, either work quickly or just pick one to focus on today. I have found that in houses that have both a living room and family room, there there's kind of a tendency to keep one of them really clean and then the other one is kind of lived in. Okay. You know, my ideal floor plan has a living room on the front of the house that's kind of a show place or just an entryway and then a family room kind of in the back that is a little more lived in that way you know casual visitor that just comes to the door to drop something off or whatever never catches you with a mess however I'm currently in a house where you just walk into my entryway slash living room and it's just one room You can even see into my kitchen, but my little trick for that is if I do have dishes and whatnot on the countertop, I just clear the island because that's what you have a clear view of from the front door. So that makes a huge difference to just kind of move everything to another surface and wipe wipe that island down real quick. I think we all have certain things that we do when we're expecting company and that's that's mine. It's like, okay, we're going to pick up the living room. We're going to vacuum it, clear off the island, wipe it down. 
make that granite shine. That's that that's the quick the quick rescue. And then, you know, if you have time you get that guest bathroom ready in case they ask to use the restroom and you don't know what your kids have got going on in that bathroom. You know, maybe they left clothes on the floor or didn't replace the toilet paper, something. But let's pick a room to focus on, a living room, a family room, or all of the above, and you're going to start picking up clutter. I mean, this is the part where you've got to really get up and move. You may be getting more exercise during this segment than you did in the kitchen. Don't get me wrong. The kitchen might have been the biggest job. It might be the one you dread. It might be the one you hate. But standing in front of the dishwasher and sink is not a ton of exercise. Okay? So that's another thing to have, you know, kind of in the back of your mind when you're cleaning it is that you're actually getting exercise. You know, they've done studies that, you know, people who are just super sedentary and then, you know, go walk a couple of miles, that's not the ideal. I mean, it's, it's obviously that it obviously has its health benefits, but getting up throughout the day is important too. And doing housework is a way to do that because yeah, we have our cleaning sesh where, you know, we're cleaning for an hour or whatever, but we also have kind of those things where we get up and just do one task here and there. Um, this might apply if you work from home. I feel good when I get up and move during my lunch break. And sometimes I have this mentality like, this is my break. I should relax. I'm just going to take a bath or whatever. Sometimes I have that mentality, but I definitely feel better when I get up and like, you know, do a dishwasher switch, empty, reload and run during my lunch break, switch the laundry, maybe even pick up the living room and run the vacuum. It makes me, you know, feel at peace because my surroundings look good and I'm staying, you know, holding my head above water, keeping my household functioning, but it also gets the blood flowing and it's healthy. So that's another motivation for you is when you're up picking up random clutter in your living areas, you are exercising, you're bending, you're moving. It's good for your body. I mean, as humans, we are supposed to be doing work. Okay. It's what we were designed to do. So keep moving, you know, use your body, use it or lose it, so to speak. It's good for your health. But once you get all the clutter removed, you may want to fluff your pillows. You may want to wipe down your end table, your coffee table. Maybe there's another thing that you need to dust. Um, What about surfaces that you put decorations on but then you stack other things on on top of my piano I have some pictures I have a wax warmer you know seasonal knickknacks here and there but sometimes people will just drop a stack of mail there that's not where my incoming mail is supposed to go but that's where sometimes people think it goes when they check the mail um meaning my kids my husband so Maybe there is some kind of a hot spot where clutter is starting to develop. I think we got that from Fly Lady a long time ago, the the term hot spot, so I'll credit her here. But um, sometimes there are 
surfaces that attract clutter. That's one way of saying it. What it is, is just you're tempted to stack things on that surface. So in addition to clearing like your end tables and your coffee table, you may need to declutter a decorative space of items that are not decorative. And also my piano, since it's in my entryway, it serves as kind of a, I forgot what I call it, but an area to put things that I'm taking when I go somewhere. Like I might, you know, put my, I might set my purse on the piano bench. I might set the baby's diaper bag right by the piano bench but I keep my keys in a basket on the piano. If you don't have a surface for things like your keys, maybe you need a key rack hanging on the wall. Eventually, I'm going to give that piano to my middle daughter. And when, you know, when she gets her own place and when she does um, take that, I'm probably going to get another piece of furniture to put on that wall and use as my decorative entry area but also a place for my keys and a place to kind of set my purse but be picking up clutter straightening pillows and then lastly you're going to dust and dusting means different things for different people Um, if you have a tv in the room you're working in a microfiber cloth with a tiny bit of water is what i use to dust the tv now when you're going to need a cleaning product is if you have little toddlers or preschoolers touching the TV with greasy hands, you know, then you might need more than water to clean it. But if you have just adults, preteens and teenagers that are touching the TV, the microfiber cloth with a tiny bit of water definitely works. It removes the fingerprints from the time that you touch it if you have a tv mounted on the wall you probably never touch it but if you have one where you might turn it slightly with your hand you might end up with fingerprints so or kids just touch it for no reason anyway um you might have a dusting spray that you use on your wooden furniture if you have really nice wood furniture with a nice finish if your stuff's more rustic you might be just going over it with a disinfecting wipe or something you're probably cringing if you have really nice furniture. Um, some of you may have remembered a while back, I was really excited about getting a pop-up coffee table. And it's still very functional, but it definitely doesn't look like it did when I got it. Um, one of the dogs chewed the corner of it. And the finish has gotten really rustic from my daughter painting. She's not supposed to paint on that table anymore. But... Anyway, it's gotten kind of rustic, so I've got no problem just going over that and the matching end table with a disinfecting wipe. Another thing that I do in entryways that you might want to do is wiping out my window sills. I don't wash the windows very often, but you don't want your window sills to get gross. Okay, those need to be wiped down probably more often than you wash the windows. You do need to wash the windows from time to time. So if you're ahead of the game and the room you're working in looks great, you know, grab some glass cleaner. Clean the inside of your window. Walk outside, clean the outside if it's not freezing outside. I'm recording this in the winter, so it may be. 
but just be working in your living area. Um, other things I recommend, toy boxes. We have a pet toy box and a toy box for kids' toys. And then we keep a few toys kind of on the shelf below the TV. So if you keep toys for your kids or your pets in a front room, you want a place to put those, even if they're going to get dragged back out quick soon. You know, it, you still need a place for them for when you wipe things down and you vacuum and whatnot. Or, you know, when you're having company, um, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Um, right now, my pet toy box is not in the living room. It's in kind of my kitchen and dining area. Because, you know, there's a mama dog with the puppies in there. And, um, yeah. And, yes, they've been health tested. They're, they're registered and all that. We're reputable breeders, but... Like I may have mentioned in a previous episode, this might be the last time I breed my dog. And I'm not even sure that like six, seven years down the road, I'm going to replace my dogs. Don't be offended if you love dogs. I love them too. But I just have so much on my plate that, you know, when the kids get older and move out, I don't think I'm going to still be a dog person just because I want to travel in the RV and I want to be able to leave the RV um, places, you know, maybe when it's really hot and I want to just park in some parking lot, you know, whatever, go somewhere, go into a restaurant and not always having to make sure the temperature is just right and stuff like that. So I'm just throwing that out there that I may not always be a dog mom. Um, I feel like, you know, once the kids move out, I feel like my teenage daughter is going to take the Boston Terrier with her. And then my beloved healer probably won't be around at that time. So I used to always think like, I'm going to get another healer one day, but yeah, you don't have to replace your animals when they pass on if you've just kind of gone into a different phase of life. And I just, I think we're going to travel a lot more as the kids get older. So maybe some of you that are middle-aged can relate to that part. And my grandma always traveled with a little dog, but I just don't know that I'm going to be doing that. I think I might go pet free during my retirement per se. Hopefully I've given you enough time to straighten, declutter, and dust your living areas or one of your living areas. And of course, at the end of the episode, if you have the energy, you are going to want to vacuum, sweep, mop. It's kind of hard to listen sometimes while doing that stuff. And if you're like me, you might want to take the headphones off and just play some music out out loud at the end while you're doing kind of that heavier work of vacuuming, sweeping, and mopping. Or maybe today's a day where you don't have the energy to do that. I get that. Now, if you've been cleaning along with the show, You have gotten a lot done, and I am proud of you. You've gotten, you know, your dishes done, maybe the entire kitchen. 
you know, your front entrance, your front room are looking good. So you might be starting to get tired at this point. It's okay that you don't clean for the full hour. I give you permission to either take a break, sit down and have a glass of water or a tumbler of water or a water bottle. Um, Get some water, take a break. But if you're really losing steam, maybe you have a, a pile of clean laundry that you could just sit and fold during the rest of the episode, which is perfectly fine. But at least stop and get a drink of water. And the next area that I'm going to be talking about is a bathroom. Pick a bathroom. Maybe you have only one bathroom. Maybe you have multiple bathrooms. But pick a bathroom that needs attention. If you have more than one, pick one that needs attention. And gather your supplies. Okay? Cleaning the bathroom isn't that hard. However, I feel like sometimes I go into it without the right supplies. And then it takes forever because I keep running to get things. So... I have found that when I get everything together at the beginning, the actual cleaning part of the bathroom, even though it's something we put off and maybe don't feel like doing, is easy when we have the supplies. So, and having the right supplies is key. So maybe you need to add something to your grocery list that would make it easier for you to clean your bathroom. But you're either going to need some rags. If you don't do like disposable stuff, my mom used rags. Maybe you need some rags and then maybe you need a microfiber cloth for cleaning your mirror. Or maybe you're going to use paper towels and cleaning wipes. Or cleaning wipes and a microfiber cloth for the glass. Whatever you're going to use to wipe things down, including your mirror, get that together. Of course, you're going to need cleaning products. You're going to need a glass cleaner for your mirror unless you're using like a vinegar and water mixture. Um, So you're going to want to get that. I, I buy the uh, Windex that has the vinegar in it. So that's that's my thing. Um, let's see. You're going to need something to clean your toilet bowl. Maybe you use a dedicated toilet bowl cleaner. Or, you know, maybe you're saving money by using a bleach powder like Comet or Ajax. Super cheap. So maybe maybe you're using those. And then I use Comet. When I'm in a mode of using Comet or Ajax, I also use it in the sink. I use that in the toilet, in the sink. I use the cleaning wipes on the external parts of the toilet. And I, in the bowl, I use either Comet, Ajax, or a toilet bowl cleaner. So let's get that together. Um, and then I actually clean my bathroom countertops with a glass cleaner just because that's what makes that particular tile shine but you might use something else. So just think about what kind of supplies you need. If you're cleaning a bathtub or shower, you might need some kind of a tool to keep you from bending too much. Grab that. Um, Take out your bathroom trash. Definitely if this is a kid's bathroom, your bathroom trash might be just overflowing. If you have like um, four preteens and teenagers using that bathroom. So... Um, let's get your supplies together. You might want to get that cleaner in the bowl and give it a switch, swish and then let that product sit in the toilet bowl and do its work while you clean the sink, the faucet, the countertop. 
you know, maybe, of course, maybe you need to move some things aside before you start spraying things. However you do your bathroom, but in general, I get something kind of soaking. And I don't talk a lot about cleaning the bathtub and shower on this show because my, sorry about the dog barking, my hack is kind of cleaning a shower while I'm in it. So it just, it's easier. Or the bathtub as I'm getting out of it, draining it, standing up, and then cleaning that bathtub at the end. So anyway, and of course I rinse the bathtub before I take a bath, but I'm talking the deep cleaning I do like right as I'm getting out. So just some ideas there. And I'm not going to give you the blow-by-blow on cleaning the bathroom, but of course after you clean your countertop, sink, mirror, you're going to clean every part of the toilet and the floor around it. And then of course lastly, sweep and mop the floor. And if you have time, you can clean the shower or bathtub. If you absolutely feel funny cleaning the toilet, you probably have some old COVID masks laying around. Put one of those on. That way you don't worry about something splashing in your face or having your face so close to the toilet. That's a a thing you could do. And of course, when cleaning the bathroom, you want to be mindful of clutter. Um, In my bathroom, I have makeup drawers where I can put my makeup. I typically keep a few things in there. I keep some makeup at my desk because I work remotely. And then I keep some makeup in my purse. I recommend having three sets, okay? I just do. But um, if you don't have a makeup drawer, for example, in my kid bathroom, I don't. I have some boxes underneath the sink in that cupboard for the kids to put their products. I have a little bowl. I have a thing on the back of the toilet that's got like different containers that they can put things in like shelves. So yeah, um, you definitely need to get clutter under control before you can clean the surfaces. And if you need something new to, whenever I'm cleaning, I I try to make a mental note if I need something new to make the area more organized going forward. For example, I just got two new shower caddies. Um, Some of you may remember me talking about this. Be cleaning the bathroom while I talk about the bathroom. Um, When I first moved into this house, I felt like the shower head was so high that if I hung a shower caddy, my youngest son wasn't going to be able to reach it very well and he might yank on it and rip the shower head off. May have been an irrational fear, but I tried different things like putting a little rack on the side of the bathtub for the shampoos and it was always getting knocked out of place. He's finally tall enough for a shower caddy, so I've got the shower caddy now. So many people are using that bathroom though. There's not really enough room for every product in the caddy, but it's definitely gotten it more under control. I'm thinking about getting some smaller... I like to buy like body wash and shampoo and like huge containers. But then I'm almost wondering like, what if I transferred these products into smaller containers and just labeled them? But yeah, who has time for that, right? I may do that at some point. Hopefully you got a bathroom clean. I know I didn't give you enough time to clean a bathtub or shower, but hopefully you got it under control. 
Again, I apologize for the dog barking in this episode. Um, During the last few minutes, you may want to make your bed if you haven't already done so. I know it's good to make your bed as soon as you get out of it, but let's face it, a lot of us forget or we fall off the wagon on that. So maybe make your bed real quick. Um, Another thing you might want to do, perhaps if your bed's already made or in addition to that, is pet chores. Maybe you need to scoop a litter box, um, throw a dog bed in the washing machine. By the way, if you started a load of laundry at the beginning of the episode, it may be time to switch that laundry from the washing machine into the dryer. If not, set a timer on your phone to remember to do that. Um, Don't forget to vacuum and sweep and mop, perhaps while listening to some music. But if this isn't a day where you're going to do that, maybe just relax. You deserve it. You got a lot done during this episode. Even if you just did like 90% of the dishes and left a pot soaking, you're keeping your house functioning. You got up and moved. You, You got some exercise. Maybe you need to do some quick straightening in an area of your home that I didn't mention, like your laundry room or your bedroom or another bedroom you're responsible for, a child's room, an elderly parent's room. Maybe you need to set a timer to remind you when your dishwasher is done. In general, I think it takes about two hours and 45 minutes. If you don't know how long your dishwasher takes, Maybe time it one of these days so that you'll know exactly when to set your timer. I definitely need to set my timer for checking the dryer because we need to keep restarting our dryer, like I mentioned earlier. I hope you got a lot done during this episode. Special thanks to my financial supporters. Also special thanks to those who follow us on social media. Jessica's financial supporters as well, her followers, the followers on Facebook, Instagram, but most of all, just keep listening. We make a little bit of money just when you listen to our show. I appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast or follow it on whichever app you use. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, happy cleaning. I'll talk to you in the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.